Hi, everybody. Radio Free Oz's big show, show for the week. This for the week of October 24th, 2011. Dave Osman in... Whidbey Island in beautiful Blue U Studios, and I'm down here in fabulous Marina Del Rey, the heaven that Howard Hughes built. And hey, you got Oz in your ears. How you doing, Dave? Hey, I'm all right. You're in Hughesville. That's right. He he he. That was all Hughes land down there, wasn't it? Yeah, and he built the uh, Marina Towers, which, just take my word for it, those were built in, I think, like the 70s or the late 60s, and they looked like they were built yesterday. Howard Hughes was a crazy guy, but he had great taste. By the way, I want to tell everybody out there that's following Oz, we we lost the, the big green donation button for a while as we put up our temporary site as we're changing things on Oz. So a lot of you went up there right-minded and didn't have the opportunity to donate, which means our... Our pockets are getting a little empty, so we want you to go up there, press the green button, and give us what you can. It doesn't have to be a lot, just uh, enough to keep us going, keep us happy, and keep us in hamburgers. Okay, so Dave. Hey, you uh, haven't sent me a hamburger yet, Pete. Well, now that the green button's up, I will. (laughs) Okay, that's a a deal. Uh, Those L.A. burgers, you know. No, I'll probably just send you a slip for one of the burgers up there. Okay. Um, Oh, I got good news for you. We can trust the majority now. Because the majority of Americans do two things. They back the Occupy Wall Street, mm-hmm. okay, and they are pro-marijuana for the first time. On the marijuana side, in 1970, 84% said no, no, no to pot. 12 said yes. Now in 2011, 50 say wake and bake, and 46 say no. So And 4%, pot- man, are really undecided, right? Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, they, they couldn't be reached, man. <laughs> they couldn't be. It's too, they too just, far out, Dad. Yeah, man, you must be kidding. I don't want no poll. Yeah, well, there's uh, a there's a there's a there's a marijuana uh, you know initiative going on here in uh, Washington, which yeah. is uh, in, in moderately in the news. Um, there's all there's all kinds of stuff in local elections, man. It's so weird. Uh, it's so weird. The, the whole the whole idea of actually citizens' initiatives, which sounds good, is really weird. Because you, you got, know it you is. Know. They're, they're, they've been abused a lot, yeah. but that's democracy, man. You have to take the the abuse along with the you know with the use. I mean, what are you going to do? I, I I don't want to be abused, Pete. <laughs> Well, anyway, it's been – it, it, I think from my point of view up here, because um, I've been in, in storage – I've been in storage all week, moving things around from one storage place to another and kind of oblivious to the news of the week. It seemed to me that not much happened in this uh, last week. What do you think? Oh, well, it, uh, yes, there has. I mean, it all depends on how you look at it. Uh, well, 50 percent – 59% of Americans are supporting Occupy Wall Street. And you know something? Ocu- Occupy Wall Street is not going away, it appears. And if they can get through the Stalingrad winter, you know, New York's mm, winter, mm-hmm. then, then we're headed for the American spring. And people are beginning to, you know, people all over the world are joining this Occupy movement. And people say, well, they're just feckless. I mean, they don't have any agenda. Well, you know what? Most great movements don't start with a single agenda. Although I did see, um, I did see one poster that said, uh, uh, U.S. government, let my children go to college. 
And they're one of, <laughs> yeah, and they're, one of the things that's coming forward is the idea that uh, the United States government should write off all the student loans. Now that sounds, you know, that, that, that's a trillion dollars. There's a trillion dollars in student loans out there, David. And there was a nice article in Asia Times by um, a woman economist here who said, you know, when the boys came home from World War II the, um, and the vets all got to go on the GI Bill to college, we got back $7 for every $1 we invested. Well, she says, if we were to write off the student loans, which are crushing these people and keeping them from, from getting any kind of decent work or, or getting more schooling, we would open a huge reservoir of talent. And in fact, the people who could do it are the Fed, who, you know, who what, loosened up a, a $1.3 trillion recently. They could buy up this debt. If they're willing to buy up the debt of AIG and all those, you know, all those criminals, how about buying up the debt of people who did nothing more than have to pay outrageous money to go to college? Well, yeah. you know, that's the uh, – it, it, wasn't it Cain uh, last week who said, um, uh, you know, if you don't have a job, it's your own fault? Yes. Isn't well, that there you go, different? man. It's, that's the attitude here. If you can't pay your college loans, it's your own fault. Yeah, and if you're, he said if you're not – if you don't have a job and you're not rich, okay – you, it's your own fault. This is a man who, who uh, um, uh, designated an entire part or a whole chapter in his book, right, uh, on the fact that the number 45 seems to keep coming up in his life. <laughs> Not to mention 999 and 666. Oh, now he's into 909. He no. says, you know, well, if you're below the poverty level, then you don't have to pay any income tax. So for you, it's 909, what which is reminds the- me of that. That Beatles song when they were in Hamburg, right? John Lennon wrote it, 909. That's right. That's oh, right. Hmm. So, so, you know, so Kane, I mean, Kane is just crazy. Uh, Romney is, is just as heartless. Get this. Uh, they asked Romney uh, when he was in Las Vegas uh, what to do about the mortgage crisis. Okay? Here's what he said. As to what to do for the housing industry specifically and uh, these things that you could do to encourage housing, one is don't try and stop the foreclosure process. Let it run its course and hit the bottom. Allow investors to buy homes, put renters in, fix the homes up, and let it turn around and come back up. That's Mitt Romney. Oh, man. Well, you know, I was amused, really amused by an Onion headline this week. It's always funny, the Onion is, but... (laughs) The uh, Their obit for Steve Jobs is headlined, Last American Who Knew What the Fuck He Was Doing Dies. Yeah. Well, you know, and in, the, yeah. and in the world of people who know what they're doing, you know, uh, it's, uh, it's thinning out there. I, 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 did, did you see the picture last week of um, the seven, the seven uh, uh, garden gnomes standing, holding their hands over their hearts? for the, uh, I don't know, it was the Pledge of Allegiance or whatever it was, in, uh, uh, for the CNN debate? Oh, great photo. Can I read you from right to left? Michelle oh, Bachman, standing firm, tall, and a little bit embarrassed about putting her hand on her breast. Okay, I got to yeah, say that yeah. there's a little feeling there. Next to her, Gingrich. He likes to feel that big fatty tummy of his, so his his hand is right over there, right? Mm-hmm. The mad professor. Yeah. And next next to him, of course, the middle spots are Perry and Romney. Uh, Perry comes first. He's a military man, 
So he's got his yeah. thumb right next to his, uh, uh, you know, the seam in his pants. And he's got his heart, uh, his hand firmly over his heart in that kind of, you know, I, the flag is going by, you know. I mean, he's totally all American. Yeah. Romney is a little bit slacker on the other side. His he's not doesn't have a military bearing at all. His hand's a little slack, you know. And, if, and if as people we move, told him, if people yeah. told him his heart was on the right side, he'd go that way. Yeah, yeah no, his, test, I think his heart is. I think his heart is under his armpit. Uh, here. Yes. Then Herman Cain comes next. After that, we're going down into the the, the Department of Diminishing Returns. Here, Cain, he's he's looking up. He's got a you know his his hand is high. His hand is sort of over his uh, he, the this flower button in his in his coat jacket. You know, his hand is high, but he's sincere. He's looking up and all of that. Here's to him. It comes Ron Paul. Ron Paul is so slack that his little hand is just drooping. And it's just drooping over his tie, and he's sort of like staring off stage. Poor guy. And then at the end, at the end of the line of these pathetic dwarves, I guess it's Rick Santorum who comes in at the end, and he's practically off stage, man. He is ready to. He's ready to leave now. And so there they are, the seven garden gnomes of Las Vegas. Um, but not much happened at that uh, uh, debate. David, yeah, they weren't. Pledging allegiance, they were asked a question. You, all of you, GOP candidates yep. are accused of being heartless. Will you please check and see if you have one? <laughs> well, let's and, see. I, they're they're they are they are uniformly uncertain. Let me put it that. Except now for you, would, except yeah, for you except, invent, yeah. Go ahead, please. Well, I was going to say, except for Perry, who clearly knows where his heart is. <laughs> Right, well, you know, Perry, right under his he's hand. He's the only straightforward guy amongst them. You may not like what he does at Perry Schmerry, but the fact is what he he won't back away from what he believes. And that's why he's at six percent. Now, David, you invented the term garden gnomes. Yes, we came up. I came up. Yep. I'm gonna give you a quote from Christine O'Donnell. Remember the witch who ran in Delaware for the Senate? Oh yeah, sure. All right. Here's your quote. Get this. It's politics of personal destruction. She's talking about how the Republicans are dissing each other. Aimed at our own, and it's got to stop. Right now, a lawn gnome could beat Obama in 2012. Oh, well. There you go, man. All right. I guess so. Send her a free subscription. Oh, God, yes. So we need Christine O'Donnell. Christine O'Donnell likes Oz. Um, I don't know. Um, By the way, talking about Herman Cain. Herman Cain also is of the camp that people are not born homosexual. It is a choice they make as teenagers. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's what he said. So, and I won't even read you the, uh, he says, and, and Piers Morgan, he said that to Piers Morgan. And Piers Morgan says, uh, well, uh, uh, is that the same? Did you make a choice to be black? Cain says, you know, that's not the case. You know, I was born black. Morgan, well, um, then, you know, uh, Piers, Piers, this doesn't wash off. I hate to burst your bubble. And Morgan says, I don't think being homosexual washes off. And yesterday, one of the uh, uh, leaders of, I can't remember the gay group, he said to Kane, okay, it's a choice. Show me. Make the choice. Show me what it looks like when you choose to be homosexual. <laughs> Come on, Herman. Make the choice. Make the choice, Herman. Well, you know, I mean, that's another one of those false issues, completely false issues. Even if 
being gay were a choice, what the fuck? I mean, who cares? You know? Yeah. yeah they're they're exactly. happy. They're, you can't. You, there's, there's laws against getting married. But there, there's really, you know, all of those other, you know, fornication laws, those are pretty well gone now. So who cares, Mr. Presidential Candidates? Get off well, that Kane, issue. Kane cares. Let's listen to his latest uh, political ad, okay, so we oh. can get a, a feeling of where he's at. All right, let's hear that. Kane! Kane! The Godfather has arrived. Kane! Kane! He delivers. Kane! Kane! You cheered Governor Perry's 231 executions. Well, when the Herminator puts up his electric fence on the border, he'll fry 300 the first night. When you ask him, who's the president of whose Becky, Becky, Becky stand stand? He'll say, I don't know, because he doesn't. The only thing Herman Cain hates more than taxes is poor people, because it's their fault. And Herman hates drunk driving laws. So on primary day, chase a gallon of blue-striped vodka with a case of crud light. Then hop in your jalopy and do a hundred on the sidewalk down to the polling booth and vote for... This ad was produced by Double Cross America and paid for by the slush at the bottom of the Koch brothers' pockets. Hi, this is Willard Romney, but you can call me Mitt because it tests better. And welcome to Romney's Empty Suit Store. Nothing covers an emperor who has no clothes like a Romney empty suit. Cut out of whole cloth, there's plenty of room in the rear for backpedaling, and every Romney empty suit is stench-guarded and teflonized, so that no matter how many times you flip-flop or stretch the truth, you come up wrinkle-free, smelling like a rose. Need a cravat? I have a fine selection of neckwear that will tie you to Wall Street, K Street, or Easy Street. Take your choice. And, of course, shoes make the man. So step into a pair of Romney triangulators. Their self-adjusting hydraulic heels keep your head above water when you're in out of your depth. So visit me at Romney's Empty Suit Store, running continuously since 2006. And if you know the secret handshake, you're welcome to shop our exclusive selection of Mormon underwear in the back. See, I told you, this man is this this, this man is Citizen Kane. They're starting to call him Citizen Kane. Okay. But uh, he doesn't look like Orson Welles to me. I mean, he's got he's got some bulk. He does eat a lot of that fried chicken that his wife makes. He loves. That's what he loves most about her. Otherwise, he doesn't want to reveal any any of her vitals, and he doesn't want to reveal who he's going to put on the Fed and who's helping him economic advisors. No, okay? certainly, certainly he's not. Keeping- Keep it all secret. Well, you know, well, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not surprised about his uh, his dietary habits because he was um, uh, the lobbyist, chief lobbyist, I think, for the restaurant association, right? And yes. uh, in those years, uh, he campaigned against no smoking in restaurant laws. Okay, uh, yeah. campaigned yeah. against uh, alcohol. You know, raising or lowering the alcohol limit so you couldn't walk out of a restaurant drunk. No, you campaigned against that. Everything That was it, serious. Oh, yeah. boy. You know, talk about being on the wrong side of just commonsensical issues. Wow. But if they pay well, you, you, hey, oh, it's okay. Well, you know something? 
for the last four years, do you know who have been the major supporters, the people that have been putting the most money in his pocket? The Koch brothers, because he spent the last four years giving $25,000 a pop motivational speeches to these extreme right organizations that the Koch brothers underwrite. Well, now, Herman, it turns out, and this is a little odd, is continuing to give those speeches at 25 a pop while he's running for president. And they asked him about it, and he said, well, yeah, he said, but I'm not raising my price. He said, I know this country's in trouble, we're hurting, so I'm going to stay at $25,000 a speech. He's a man with heart, a man who cares. Yeah, definitely. Well, Pete, there's no question that six six of these seven garden gnomes, or eight uh, eight of nine, or whatever the count uh, turns out to be, Romney's going to take this, don't you think? No, I'm not sure, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Uh, There's a couple of very serious things that people are talking about, but they're not taking it too seriously. One is, first of all, we're talking about, when we talk about winning the primary or running for president, right, getting those electoral college votes, it, it, we're talking about the people that will actually get up in the morning in Nevada and, North, and you know, South Carolina and Florida, et cetera, and go to vote in primaries. It, it's, it's a remarkably low turnout event. Okay? So, are you there? Yep, I'm listening. Okay. So, 68% of uh, identified Republicans, people who said they are likely to vote in the primary, 68% have a problem with the fact that he's a Mormon. Okay? Ooh. You know, 68%. So when a guy like Jeffries, who's, you know, the man that, uh, that old, uh, you know, Rick Perry's friend, who uh, has introduced him at various events, says that Mormonism is a cult, okay? Mm-hmm. He, he reaches a lot of people. Here's the second reason why. Well, three reasons. Second of all, nobody likes Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney continues to remain at 23 to 25% of the vote. He hasn't moved in six years, all right? And he's, got, he's been passed by Perry. He's been passed by Kane. Kane may fall, but Perry. Perry has 15 of the $17 million he raised, which means he's going to go after Romney with television ads. And in those, he isn't going to be a stumble bum. He isn't going to look exhausted and, you know, and confused. He's going to look real good. And there is so much footage on Mitt Romney. You know, just it's just insane, Dave. He's, he's the biggest flip-flopper in the world. I just saw... I just want to mention, it's a small thing, but do you remember when they asked him about guns and hunting? And he said, yeah, I'm a hunter. I'm a varmint hunter. Oh, he yeah. Said, yeah, I like to shoot, you know, rats and rabbits, but nothing much bigger than that. So I'm not a big game hunter, but I do like to go after them varmints. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah, right. I, yeah, he goes home to one of his three mansions and, and starts taking pot shots at the rats in, in the yard. I don't think yeah. so. I don't. Oh look, look, mom! Well, look, mama! There's a squirrel in that tree up there. Oh no, Papa! You don't want it's a varmint, pal. Get that varmint. It looks good in the newspapers, mom. Um, Yeah, come on. Did you see the picture? Uh, Did we mention this last week? It's worth mentioning it again. The picture they released that Romney had taken when he was the chief honcho at Bain Capital during the great go 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 days. Did you take? Do you know about this picture? Oh, tell me. All right, there's seven of them, uh, himself in the front and six other white, 
guys, all looking perfect. I mean, they really are good-looking, perfect people. And they're all wearing dark suits and ties. And some of them are holding money in their mouths. Some have money come sticking out of their shirts and their their pockets. Uh, Romney has money coming out of his pocket, and he's holding a bill. They're all just stuffed with money. Wow. That's a, I'll nope. send you a copy. Oh, yeah, it, send me a copy. No, I haven't, I haven't seen that one. Get it up on the Oz site. Jay. Yeah, you know, it's wonderful. What about foreclosures? Well, let them happen. Then let them foreclose, buy them, fix them up, and rent them. I mean, sure. th- th- this, this man is poisoned. You're going to rent them to all the people poison. who are working underground uh, in the petroleum industry for in Texas. You know, that's where the rentals are going to go. Everybody who is now there are a million and a half workers uh, making something out of uh, out of oil or coal or something under the ground that's really dirty and and sticky and smelly and and where you really, well, you know, I mean, it's just not a family job. You know, what can I say? Do no, we, just the kids go down. Just yeah. the four-year-old kids, because they're small enough to go into those those veins yeah. of coal that otherwise couldn't be exploited. Because remember, regulations will go, yep. and therefore will come back as a solid economy, because all of our children will be working 10-hour days in the coal mines. If not the coal mines, taking asbestos out of old government buildings. Yes, you know? that's a good job for kids, because they can get up there in between the two-by-fours and yes. really clean that out. Yeah, and they just crawl around and get rid of that asbestos. Well, you know? that, that's, you know, it may sound like an exaggeration out there, and it really, you know, it really isn't very much because uh, the, I think one aspect of the week's news was certainly that the Republicans have all agreed they're going to get rid of everything. Okay, and the environmental Every- laws are going to go. Everything is going to go. The tax code is going to go. You know, any yep. laws that have been passed in the last oh sixty, seventy years, maybe they've all got to right. go so we can start all over again exploiting everything. Oh boy, they. They voted down the mini jobs bill. Yep, uh, and uh, I, uh, I highly recommend the the Krugman article called uh, "Party Polluters" or "Party Parties of Pollution" or mm-hmm. "Rabbit Hole Rabbit Hole Economics." Just read the last, last three or four he's done. I mean, he's such a voice of sanity. Yes, he's a Keynesian, but like you know, in the long run, we are all Keynesians. Uh, th- this this economy is not going to come back by cutting the. The, the the taxes of the rich. It's like, this is like Victorian England under D- Lord Darby, you know, like, uh, it's just, it's just crazy time. Now, talking about the environment, Dave. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Now, this, this is a good one. Climate change deniers, all right, thought they had an ally in Richard Mueller, Mueller, a popular physics professor at UC Berkeley. I heard about this guy. He was a, a, a skeptic on, on, you know, climate change. Mm-hmm. Mueller didn't reject climate science per se, but he was a skeptic and a convenient one for big polluters and conservative anti-environmentalists until Mueller uh, put their money where his mouth was and launched the Berkeley Earth Surface Temperature Project in a part with a grant from the Koch brothers, okay? Koch brothers are giving this money. Go out there and, and disprove it. After extensive study, he concluded that the existing science was right all along that the Earth's surface is warming at an accelerating rate, but instead of second-guessing themselves, his erstwhile allies of convenience are now abandoning him, okay? And he, he says, when we began the study, we felt that skeptics had raised legitimate issues, and we didn't know what we'd find, okay? Our results turned out to be close to those published by prior groups. We think that means, uh, we think that, means that those groups 
had truly been very careful in their work despite their inability to convince some skeptics of that. And now Inhofe, remember Inhofe, the, you know, the, the, the uh, senator from Oklahoma who doesn't believe global warming exists at all, his former aide says all along Mueller was just setting us up. It was just a setup and his project was just to skew the skeptics. Oh, boy. I mean, I mean, so anyway. Yeah, well, I I, I think, you know, going back to your um, increased percentages of uh, Americans who seem to be aware of what's going on, which is Mm -hmm. always comes as a surprise, uh, of of course, the uh, uh, environment, environmental regulation uh, works against profits, Right. Because every time you have to do something like um, control the, you know, the byproducts of burning coal, uh, you have to pay for something. And that affects yeah. profits. Now, what the, what, the, what the Republicans are saying is that if it affects profits, it affects workers. Which is there's no connection. In, n- there's no connection between profits and workers. Profit workers are paid for uh, uh, bottom uh, under the line, isn't? I mean, you know what I mean. Profits right. are Without what the you, workers. You, yeah. Profits are what you make after you've paid everybody a decent wage and provided everybody with health insurance and done all the uh, the good uh, old American things you do. You know, profits. Uh, just look at the um, look at the business pages of your local newspaper and look at the profits. Look at how much money is being held by uh, banks and and I mean there aren't even any banks anymore. Remember when you could go down to the corner bank? There actually is one here, the Whidbey Island Bank. It's a real bank. It doesn't. I don't yeah. think. I don't think they're engaged in in international, you know, stock trading and and yeah. hedge, oh, yeah. hedge busting. Oh yeah. But How they many might. of those little banks went down in the savings and loan oh, yeah. uh, debacle because they were leveraged in doing just that? That's you don't it. know what they're doing, no. do you? Really? No. No. Yeah. But but uh, I, the Bank of America called us last night. Yep. Yeah. The Bank of America called. Actually, they sent an email. Said there's some problem with your account, and. Uh, Judith called him back and said, what's going on? And apparently, uh, this is how they do things. Apparently, um, they had spent a 90, bought a 99-cent app, the Freeway app, in yeah. Amsterdam. Uh-huh. And this had appeared on the account immediately a day after we'd had a sushi meal in, uh, in Muckleteo. So they called and said, uh-huh. that's a bit weird. You know, that's a little odd. And uh, the, the Bank of America woman said, well, that's how they do it. They uh, they process a dollar thing first and see if it goes. So and she went. Uh, the point of my little story is that the Bank of America lady went on and on and on about how other banks don't do this with their credit cards. They're right here. This you know they were trying to prove to uh, uh, everyone that they were really running this honest business and they were customer friendly and all of that. I mean, it was a heavy sell from this woman. And you got to say, well, whew, I'm, I'm glad they did notify me because, geez, they could have bought a Mercedes-Benz on my card and, and all of that. So uh, I, I can see how they're working from both directions, you know? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, by the way, they aren't the only bank that does that. I have a Citibank account, and twice it has been frozen briefly because there have been uh, uh, money spent when I went on a vacation, and they just thought that I lived here, and suddenly I'm spending money there. So Bank of America ain't alone, but Bank of America has trillions of dollars leveraged in the derivative market. 
That's a good one, isn't it? Trillions. Mm, trillions. Yeah. Well, if they take leverage, 10% loss on it, they're going to go down. What is leverage? Leverage is, is very simple, David. Uh, it's like margin. If I go into the market, right? And I want to bet that the dollar is going to go from a dollar twenty six to a dollar twenty seven tomorrow. Okay, yeah, that's not much of a profit. That little vig of one cent, right? If I put up, you know, a dollar and I end up making a penny, but if I can put up, if I can leverage it and put up ten million dollars, not money that I have, okay, just leverage, then when I win, I get ten million pennies. You see. That's how it's done. The problem is, and this is what happened in 2008, when the, when the derivative housing-backed derivative markets crashed, people were so leveraged they couldn't get out from under. It's not like, you know, hey, I had $1,000 bet and I lost 1000 That's too bad. I had $80,000 bet and I've only got $20,000 in my bank account. That's what took, that's what took, that's what took Lehman Brothers down. Well, let me, you know ask, let me ask this question. An, an, uh, an economy that's run by people who are uh, uh, f- betting? Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, betting. A, a that's betting right. economy? Is this, is, is this a logical way to run an economy by people by, like it's Las Vegas? Well, David, the Internet is really one of the great economic, you know, uh, what do you call it, change engines in our lifetime. You know, but there are only three industries on the internet that continuously make profit. There's some that do and some that don't in other industries, but the only three industries that make profit are stocks, porno, and gambling. And if you think about it, Wall Street is stocks, gambling, and porno. That's and that's twenty percent of our GDP now. It used to be like 4% or 3%. It's now the single largest factor in our GDP. And yes, it is gambling, David. It's that, absolutely yeah, I mean, that. And, and, and isn't gambling a, can be a moral issue? Wall Street has no morals, David. Well, absolutely but, but, no But our, Republic, our Republican I'll, candidates... I'll tell you why. I'll t- one thing about yeah. this leverage, and I'm, let's, let's, let's oh, go, go on, which is... The thing that exacerbates the situation is it isn't guys running around making these leveraged bets. It's all done by computer, David, so that the average time that a stock is bought and sold is 1.2 seconds. It's all part of these huge programs, which are all leveraged, and they're all, they've all got these little, you know, alarm levels, uh, little flippy switches, so that if the market does this, they do that. You know, without asking anybody, it's programmed in. That's another reason why we went down in 2008. The machines all sold at once. I'm just wondering why, why, how this is good for me. <laughs> Who said it was good for you? It's good for, it's good for the 1%, Dave. Yeah, that's, that's right. Why, we're back down to 99. Yeah, exactly. Now we're back to the, the issue that we started, which was Occupy Wall Street, which is getting hotter and hotter. It was a big, big week for occupiers this last week. Yep, it absolutely was. Did you see Pete Seeger with two canes walking down the street with them singing uh, labor songs? He and Arlo Guthrie. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, it is, you and, know. go ahead. And, 
there's nobody who is the spokesperson for them. You can't say, oh, yeah, Bob Johnson, the leader of the Occupy Wall Street. It was very soon that the Tea Party started having lots of spokespeople and lots of organizations making big money on it, right? Not OS Up, not, not, not Occupy Wall Street. I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's an extraordinary happening, and it's all over the world, David. Yeah. Yeah. It's gone absolutely. They shut down St. Paul's Cathedral in, in London last weekend over Occupy, uh, Occupy London, or whatever they called it there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. Well, well yeah, that's, that, that is uh, – we'll see how that, we'll see how that develops. Uh, the Tea Party is trying to now uh, separate itself um, in terms of representation, I think. That the Tea Party represents a solid um, minority of 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 people who all of whom agree with one another, and those those uh, uh, occupiers represented an incredible, just a freak minority of ex hippies or whatever they think they are, you know. Um, yeah, uh, and Eric Cantor called them a mob. A mob. He called them a mob. Uh, Eric Cantor up against the wall, as far as I'm concerned with it. Did you Eric hear what happened Cantor. to Eric Cantor this week? No. Did you read that? No. Is there something good? <laughs> oh, it's wonderful, yeah. Eric Cantor was scheduled to speak at the Wharton School of Finance at the University of Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, and he had been told all along that it was a uh, open to the public, right? When he learned that there were Occupy Wall Street people waiting hours in advance to get in, he canceled the speech. Oh, he canceled the speech, and then he gave it out and printed it. And let me tell you, if he'd have read that speech in front of those people, he would have been howled out of the place. Hmm. Yeah, it was – yeah. Oh, well, they don't, oh. they, they, they don't want the howlers. They don't want – you know, there's a real danger in being on the campaign trail or, or you know, uh, being in a, in a public situation where there's an organized uh, mob – of people who who profoundly disagree with you and are going to ask the tough questions, most of which are, what do you mean by that? You know? Yeah, what do you mean by that? <laughs> exactly. But there's more of that now because people are literally catching on. I mean, Joe the plumber is running for the House and the plumbing union immediately announces that they will never support him. It's real quick now. It's not, nobody's waiting. It's it's news bite heaven, man. Okay, uh, all right. I, I gotta go talk drones. All right, is it okay if we talk drones? Drones, right. yeah, yeah. Drones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember they're, last week we, we talked about everybody's the fact got their that own drone. Up. Doesn't everybody have their own drone now? Mine hasn't arrived in the mail yet, but I understand we're all getting one. Mine has arrived, but not in the mail. It's hovering over my balcony. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Soon, you know, it'll be taking pictures of my colon. I mean, the DARPA, as we mentioned last week, has this contest where anybody that can come up with a a drone that weighs no more than two pounds and can hover at some sort of distance and send pictures back of some sort of clarity will win the contest. And, yeah, everybody's going to have their personal drone, except there's a problem with drones, Dave. Yeah. What it is? A virus has infiltrated American drones like the ones used to kill al-Qaeda chief Anwar al-Awlaki and others, military officials said. So Mm. far, none of the missions carried out by the unmanned attack crafts have been interfered with, but specialists fear that the virus is recording drone pilots' every move and are trying, so far unsuccessfully, to erase it. 
as a preventative measure, drone use has reportedly been suspended while the virus is being investigated. Drones have been used to kill more than 2,000 people since Obama was elected. 2,000 people, David. What? All al-Qaeda leaders and the uh, wedding party that they were attending. Yeah, you know? I, I, every one of those bad al-Qaeda guys with, with everybody who's around him. Yeah, those, drones, are not, drones are not as selective as a sniper rifle. No, they aren't. Absolutely not. They are, you know, a drone them all, let Allah sort them out. It's just no, no two ways about it. Okay, so hackers have put the virus, put a virus in the drones, and the drones are, are right now grounded because of it. That's some 14-year-old kid in Hackersack, New Jersey, is putting the drones on the ground. David, there is hope. Well, man, okay? what I'm surprised at is that <clears throat> you know anything about this because if the drones you know i mean this would be the first thing that the government would keep concealed don't you think well you know i'm not a 1984 type okay the the gov there is no such thing as the government that's that's just okay the department thing. of defense well, that's only one department. The CIA is also involved. CIA uh, is the, the basic executive thing, huh? branch. Yeah, yeah, the executive branch is involved. The State Department is involved. You can't keep this stuff secret. To be to have secrets, people have got to be like uh, not interested in leaking to the Washington Post and being really popular with the. Uh, you know, it's it's that town is nothing but ego, Dave. Ego and vanity. So no. There's no way in the world you can hide that stuff. In fact, the big stories are people trying to hide things. Oh, they're hiding Guantanamo. Oh, they're hiding this. Oh, they're hiding that. Those are stories, okay? Well, by the way, we have a uh, – remember uh, when we went out to the uh, Drone Alone Air Force Base to check check out how they're doing? Oh, remember? yeah. Well, mm-hmm. we, ought to, we ought to play that piece so people will keep in mind that Oz has been on the drones from the very get-go. Let's play that now. This is Peter Bergman on the road for Radio Free Oz, and I'm at the Creep Air Force Base in the Doom Room. That's one level under the Situation Room at the DOD MGM Grand somewhere in Nevada. And with me is Colonel Bob Nutz, drone commander and showrunner here. Is that right, Colonel Nutz? Laugh at my name and I'll have you drone. What? Ha ha, just kidding, soldier. I'm not a soldier. Everyone's a soldier when our country's at war. Yeah, right. Well, okay, what are we looking at here on these two big video monitors? Well, that one over there, that's AFPAC. AFPAC? Afghanistan, Pakistan, it's all one big show now. Well, can we listen in, Colonel? Sure, that's Kiowa 84, it's hovering down the Kabul, the freaking nowhere highway. No, I'm not seeing any sand jockeys down there, Bob. Look, uh, let's get back to this uh, this waiver here and the re-up and ship papers. Uh, we really have to work this out. The bonus? What about the bonus? Well, it isn't strictly for signing the PTS waiver. I know you can get simple. Re-up and ship. Look at graph uh, 3024. Yeah. It says uh, fly times, time to cultural relations, times, you know, we can make a fortune. Can I talk to him? Well, sure. Say, soldiers, can you tell the RFO audience just what you're watching down there on the road? We are hunting rabbits. Uh, detergents. Insurgents. Happy hunting, boys. Now, over there, Mr. Bretman, you can watch uh, Mexeriz. Wow, hi, Def. I can see the slats in the border fence. Yeah, they can get through those slats. Well, how? Blow a hole in them. Oh, look at this. They can just ramp up over the damn thing with one of their high-rider SUVs. Wow, there's 50 people coming over the fence. What do you guys do now? We drone them. Now, we're not allowed to drag them. We just drone them. We drone them into the hands of the... Here they come, the Hintville National Guard. Yeah, there they are, just riveted right there to the big fence. 
That sounds painful. Hanging your body across the border is the least you can do for your country. Yeah, well, okay. Well, thanks for the tour, Colonel. Uh, wait a minute. Uh, what's that? Captain, I got 12 possible insurgents at the Shake Shack down there at Click 343. I'm confirming, I'm confirming. Are they armed? Well, I can't tell if those are burkas or rocket launchers. All right, we have a crowd of presumed terrorist, militant, insurgent aliens. Requesting right. orders, yeah. requesting orders. Ah, hellfire. Show them who's boss. This is Peter Bergman on the road for RFO, and I'm out of here. Well, um, you know, the other things that happened uh, on the campaign trail, <laughs> campaign trail, what a weird, weird phrase that is, uh, happened right down near the border. I mean, uh, didn't uh, didn't Mr. Kane say that uh, uh, not only we should build a, a, a 20-foot-tall electrified fence, but there should be sharpshooters there to knock them off as they approach? Uh, and a moat filled with alligators. Oh, well, that was just yes. silly. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no. And, and he said, for sure, this was a, uh, an electric fence that kills people, right? He said, but there would be a sign in Spanish facing the Mexican side to warn people, right? I mean, the man has, is not Alto, but cuidado. Exactly. Uh, hey, stand back. Peligroso. Is that what? What is dangerous? Peligroso. Peligroso. Pele, uh, yeah. Muy peligroso. Oh boy. Well, you know, there's there that that is a that's a very good Republican solution, which is to build a wall around yourself. Uh, it's also a very good fascist solution. It's certainly a, a Soviet Union. You know, was very successful in building walls. They actually built a real wall. And the example of the Berlin Wall ought to be an example for everybody who talks about walls. It should, David. I know, you know, it's a very difficult issue. You just can't dis... I don't think... I can't. I'm not going to tell you what to do. (laughs) But I can't discount the fact that there are people who are legitimately concerned with the fact that there's a tremendous number of undocumented aliens in this country. It's a real issue, okay? And the fact is, is that the border is porous. And, and, and we have to respond. Everybody has their own response. Rick Perry, right? Yeah. Rick Perry said, you think you can build up? And he's in, from Texas, right? He said, you can't build a fence all the way that's going to do any good. Anytime you build it, they're going to find a way to come over it. He said, you want to have it patrolled? It'll cost billions and billions and billions of dollars. And did you see, David, that in Alabama, where they actually did vote an anti-immigration law that that uh, let the schools ask um, the, the the kids or the, the teachers could ask the parents if they were legal and the police could stop people if they thought they were illegal. They fled the state and no legal workers would take over the work on the farms. They had to use prison labor and it's not doing very well either. Doesn't that say something? Yeah, of course. You know, I think NAFTA was probably an attempt in the Clinton administration to uh, provide work the other side of the border. So, uh, But uh-huh. we have held Mexico in contempt for 150 years. We have held Mexicans in contempt for 150 years. I mean, yes. for, for our, our nearest and dearest neighbors to the south, they have been enemies since, uh, since we occupied California and stole it from them, right? I mean, uh, yeah. it, it, it's it, it, we have treated that country very badly, and consequently, they have been a very poor country. 
Uh, and seeing the bright light on the other side of the uh, border where there are plenty of jobs for people who who want them, you know, uh, especially in the agricultural industries. There you are. Yep. There you are. It's the bright light on the other side of the border. Can't stop that. Can't stop no. that. And it's not. Um, remember, illegal immigration is not is not a you know is not a law that they can throw you in jail for. This is not. Oh, a, a, well, they do. unless they pass sure the they state do. law. States can. Well, do yeah, it. They, yeah, yeah. States can do it, and, and the uh, when the feds can keep you in detention till they send you back. That's being thrown in jail. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Oh, de- detention is uh, that's an, uh, that's the American way. Uh, these days is detention is very good. Yeah, that's why Guantanamo is there. I'm sure we'll so, discover un, uh, un, unreported uh, immigration detention centers behind barbed wire in some you know place that we can't drone. You know. Yeah, Poland. We are rendering. We are rendering. Our rendering our immigrants to Poland. Yeah. Poland and to and to uh, Diego Garcia and to Egypt. And to uh, Albania. And what about you know, Herman Cain's favorite state, Kazakawakadakadakadakadakadan, Stan? Yeah, Makastakia, right? Makastakawakistan. Becky Stan Stan. Yeah, don't need to know who the premier of Wakabakahakistan is. Oh, boy. And you know why he says he doesn't know? Because he doesn't. Because he doesn't. Yeah, Kane speaks straight. Okay, Dave, here's here's the tragedy. Yeah. Ah, okay, we're trolling the woe today, but that's okay. Everybody's woken up and digging it. The fact is, is that the few places where people are working, they're working for very low wages, and the people that have got them have decided to hurt them even more. Get this. Reversing a well-publicized effort to improve employee benefits, Walmart is cutting coverage for its part-time employees. New employees who work fewer than 24 hours a week will no longer be eligible for health insurance, and new employees who work between 24 and 33 hours a week will no longer be able to put their spouse on their health plan. Mm, okay? and, and what was Walmart's it, profit during the last quarter? Oh, it's just insane. But what? here's what I don't understand, of okay. course, is this human nature. Who could be so heartless? Who sits down at a desk and decides we're going to raise our profits, right, by taking health insurance away from our part and three-quarter time employees? Who does that? Who can live with themselves? Who can go home and say, honey, I'm home. I cut uh, um, health health insurance from lots of people who work uh, less than 24 hours at Walmart. She said, oh, let's have a martini. Let's go to bed. I'm going to do something special on you. (laughs) (laughs) Who who, who are these people? I I, I wonder who those people are. You know, I've wondered about that in America for many years now, is who are those people anyway that they don't get it? Uh, we've dis- we've discovered that part of them uh, are are uh, sufficiently uneducated or diseducated over the last thirty years um, that they consider anybody who is who does have an education as being some sort of an elitist and therefore not somebody to be listened to. I think this is the the uh, climate change is partly based on an elitist view of anybody who knows anything beyond uh, you know um, how many people they fired that day. Or how much money they made betting on some aspect of the market. I mean, 
it, it no no one really explains these basic issues to an American citizen like me who wonders why do you do all of that? Why did well, why did Detroit make for years cars that nobody wanted to buy? I mean, why well, did they do that? Because they were tooled up to do that. There you go. And they assume and you know they assumed they that making, in five years yeah. from now, people would still want to buy the junk cars that they were making back in the 70s when everybody was buying Volkswagens, for heaven's sake. Come on. Now, here's why the Walmart people cut it. Because Wall Street operates on 90-day deadlines. You don't think about what are we going to do with Walmart five years down the line, three years, a year, even six months. It's the next quarter. Mm -hmm. And if the next quarter doesn't look better, the stock goes down. And the people that own lots of stock, and that's the people who own Walmart, it's a matter of millions of dollars, which they think they think somehow they've got to have. Or they have you know, a, they have a right got to, to have, have it. <clears throat> it's yeah, it's having a right. Well, it is pretty discouraging uh, on that level. However, the 99% are out there occupying, and they're all over yes. the world doing it. Uh, we haven't mentioned uh, uh, the, de <laughs> the death of Condoleezza Rice's most famous admirer, uh, which happened at the hands of his own people this week. Gaddafi. Right? Oh, yes. We yeah. lost a fashion plate. Yes, oh. definitely. And, and uh, Condoleezza Rice has got a new book coming out in which she said, well, I almost quit. <laughs> lady, I, I almost lady, quit. you didn't walk away from those bastards. Come on. You can't make excuses in a 700-page book about that. That's really awful. Colin Powell had the honesty to get out, you know. Well, they thoroughly punked him before he did. They didn't they? They thoroughly though. betrayed him. Oh, by the way, David, look, let's not worry about this stuff. Let's listen to some of these macho Republicans and find a way to make our home happier, to make our marriage better. I know you have a good marriage, but here's a message to your wife mm -hmm. from New Jersey State Senate candidate Phil Mitch. Hey, Mitch, okay? go ahead. Yeah. He said, here's his women, he said, women... You increase your odds of keeping your men by being faithful. A lady in the living room and a whore in the bedroom. Well, I guess that's a certain kind of macho honesty. Guys, guys from where? New yeah. Jersey? Yeah, from New Jersey. New Jersey. New well, Jersey. that's a kind yes. of a New Jersey so thing. His wife yeah. is, a, is a lady in the living room. Sure. She probably dresses like Whistler's mother. Right. You can, you know, all the way up. to No, she wears a burqa in the living room and a French maid's outfit in the be in the bedroom. Right. Totally schizophrenic. A swinger within his own marriage. Uh, it sounds like a new reality show from New Jersey. Not that they need another one. Well, David, I think we've come to the end of our rope, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> and are hanging here at the moment. Well, um, if I could close off with a, with a poem of my own, you know, the, the, the saddest event of the week for me, and it was really a tragedy, yeah. was Norman Corwin's death at 101, the man whose, whose radio script I read when I was 15 and got me into the medium and who I known, mm -hmm. knew, knew for 40 years and, and uh, 
was the director of of a program actually in all the obits the show that Judith and I did um we hold these truths was uh, uh mentioned in in all of the obits not any reference to us and and I don't need the credit cuz it was Norman's but um uh, we spoke to him about a week before he passed, and uh, he was, you know, hard, hard to understand him and hard for him to speak. But <clears throat> we told him we loved him because he's he was my father in the radio business, no question about it. A, a, a dear man and a tremendous liberal for many, many years. So this is a little closing poem for Norman Corwin. Go with it. In the celestial world on the biggest stage they've got. Interdimensional sound. Celestial choirs on cue. Orchestra swells. He was so easy with all the gone angels, any one of them would relish the poems hidden inside in the lines. On cue, his voice. Old man and mountain bow their snowy heads very good very good i'm you know he was you know, he was a great man to you and a great man to many people and living to 101 is something else man it really is yeah. i guess there's something to be said for that Anyway, thank you very much, David. And thank I'd you, like to Pete. thank the Oz team. I want to thank Dave Maloney, who's uh, recording us and mixing us and giving us the pleasure of at least half of us working in Blue U Studios. And Chaz Glass, who's doing our accounting. And Tom Gedwillow, our webmaster. And uh, Scott Wild, our social network uh, you know, expert. And, of course, Phil Fountain, who is our marvelous uh, graphics man and our new... Uh, web designer and web facilitator, Doc Technical, Tom O'Neill. So, these Oz are, is with you. These are Go great folks, the- and we thank them all. Really, we do. They do a fabulous job for us, and they do it for the Firesign Theater as well, many of them. And, uh, yes, they do. We, we couldn't do it without you guys. So go on up and donate, please. Give us some money. If you like what we're doing, give us some money. There was last week 1,300 people downloaded the Oz, the big Oz show. And on the average of about 1,200 to 1,250 downloaded my daily Everything You Know Is Wrong 10 to 15 minute audio blog. If every one of you just gave a a, a dollar a week, we we could be living in hamburgers. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, we could be, yeah, living in hamburgers. Not living in Hamburg. No, not in Hamburg. Not living in Hamburg. No, no, that's another place. Thank you, everybody. So hard, Pete. Yeah, yeah, keep keep the faith, and we're all going to get through this together.